What's up, everybody? Y'all already know what time it is. We are back for another episode of Dasila Speaks, Real Meets Conversation. Today, our topic is going to be living color. We have a lot of things to dive in um, pertaining to Black community. So I hope that this uh, episode is informative and helpful for you guys and that you're kind of able to open your eyes to some different concepts concepts and um, thought processes today. This episode is sponsored by Dasilist. You can visit www.dasilist.com where you can shop for accessories. Men's accessory has been added to the website as well. Um, Eyewear and merchandise is coming soon. Today I would like to introduce to you Ashley Moore, educator and blogger herself. I am sitting down with her to dive into some of these topics and kind of pick her brain about these things and see what she has to say. Um, Ashley, without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself and tell the tell the people a little bit about what you got going on? Absolutely, and thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure. I- thank you. <laughs> um, as you mentioned, um, my name is Ashley, um, and my goal is to wake up the Black community so that we can build a better and powerful community. My goal has also motivated me to start my own business as a writer and to serve my community. Uh, My topics usually discuss a range of Black issues. Uh, I also write resumes for those of you who are looking for a career change. So please visit my website at rockachange.net. That is R-O-C-A-C-H-A-N-G-E dot net. All righty. You guys make sure that you take advantage of those services. This is someone within the Black community who is a resource and who is offering her services to you all. So Take advantage of that. Um, And did you want to provide your social media handles for them as well? Absolutely. So for those of you who are still on Facebook, please just type my (laughs) name in the search bar. Renee Moore, that is R-E-N-E-E, Moore, M-O-O-R-E. For those of you who are Twitter fans, um, please follow me on Twitter at AmazinglyLee28. That is A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-L-E. Y L E E 28, amazingly Lee 28. Uh, for those of you who are on Instagram, yes, getting your selfies in. Um, follow me <laughs> at amazingly Lee 28 again. That is a at A M A Z I N G L Y underscore Lee L E E 28. And please don't forget to visit my website at rockachange.net. That is R O C dash A dash c-h-a-n-g-e dash net (laughs) all right i know that might have been a lot for y'all so to help y'all out this information will be in the description box accessible to you so be sure to check the description box for those social media handles whatever platform you use the most she's on all of them so pick your favorite and be sure to connect with her without further ado we're going to jump right in if that's okay with you absolutely Alrighty. I would like to know what is one topic that you feel like should be discussed more in the Black community? I know there are so many <laughs> things that we need to worry about. I know, I know. But if you had to choose one topic, what would it be? It would be um, self-value. Um, how do you where, How do you value yourself? We have to have self-value because if we uh, do not understand what we are worth in our society, in our communities. And it is so easy to be misguided and miseducated. Um, I can speak from experience, you know, growing up in this um, 
color discriminated society where we do place a high value on colorism. Um, and me being a dark skinned woman, most of the guys really, you know, wanted to go for the light skinned women. And that's okay. That's your preference. Mm-hmm. But with me, I thought, man, I'm, you know, I'm not attractive. Uh, the guys really don't, uh, they don't, they don't like me. And, you know, uh, growing up, my, my father saw this in me and, you know, there's not much as a father that you can really do, but tell your daughter that she's beautiful. Um, so that's one of the main reasons why he sent me and I agreed to go to a predominantly black college. And that I can honestly say that's where I learned my self-value and my self-love. Um, I was am- around amazing men and women who did value me, who, uh, especially the men who, you know, thought, man, you're a, you're a beautiful girl. And then, you know, I was around females who thought, man, you're beautiful. Don't, don't let anybody tell you different. And I, mm-hmm. and again, you know, you, you're hearing it, but you don't believe it. And so I had to do some seriously soul searching. And it took me a couple of years to figure out, even, even I became a, a married woman. It took me a couple of years to, to figure out my self-value and my self-worth. And now that I found, now that I have found that, I can now write and, and help younger girls coming up behind me to find their self-value and self-worth. And me and men too. I'm not gonna leave the men out. Um, right. but uh, once you once you can figure that out, I mean you can be you're you're, un, you're unstoppable. You are an unstoppable individual. I mean is so much that you can you can do and that you can conquer and you, and you won't be miseducated and misguided by this the, this the poison that's been in our communities for generations and our music and don't get me wrong i love rap i love hip-hop i, I love music period but i also can distinguish uh, messages subliminal messages that some of these rappers and singers do sing about in our community so yeah value and self-worth is, is so important within our community Okay, so I, I, I definitely agree. I feel like um, self-confidence is something that definitely we lack um, in the, the Black community. And instead of trying to focus on that self-confidence and building that up, we're competing with each other uh, materialistically. We're competing with each other financially. We're not um, trying to use each other as resources and, and lift ourselves up and on top of lifting ourselves up, help lift one another up. Something that you mentioned in your response was uh, music and the media. So I just want to know, like, how do you feel like the media impacts the Black the black community today as opposed to um maybe the effect that it had on the community some um, a few years ago <laughs> oh man first you have the visual representations if you one thing when i watch music videos is to, i look at the art um I, <laughs> I look at the art i'm an english major of course and so one one of my curses as an english major i cannot watch a movie or i cannot listen to a song or watch the video to the song without looking at the art and and listening to the message, um, I can't. It's, it's just a, it's just a curse of a person who's an English major. You're just taught to analyze certain things, and mm-hmm. uh, one of one of the messages that I know that some of the you know some of the rappers may implement is one drugs. Okay, I get it. You you do what you want to do in your own personal time, but you have to listen. You, you, I'm sorry. You have to understand who you're, who's listening to your music. And some of these rappers or artists don't, don't really care. They're just following the money. Um, you have 10 year olds thinking that it's okay to pop a Molly. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay. And, and, you know, you, as a 10 year old, you, you're curious and, and you want to know, man, what's a Molly? I, I want to know what that is. What, what, what can I do? I'm not saying all 10 year olds, but I'm just saying they're, 
there are a, a few children who yeah. are who have that curious that curious personality. Um, you also have the females. I mean, you have popular uh, female artists like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And if you look at the visual re representation, what are they always doing? They're grabbing on their breasts. They're 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 doing hand signals to their uh, vagina area. You know, they're implicating sex, and that's mm -hmm. something that we we don't need to be exposed to at a at an early age. We you don't really know. You don't want to be exposed to that at an early age because what does that um what does that uh, provoke that 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 inspires sex to have early sex because you really want to know what is it like to have sex or I want to dress like Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. Um, right. And if you look at these videos, I'm, I'm just going based off what is being being seen. Look at what they have on, you know, even popular artists like Beyonce, you know, you know, even she, you know, she kind of wears provocative things and her, well, who was her audience? They have a younger audience. And so, um, the we I I'm old enough to distinguish. I can have fun. I can listen to Migos. <laughs> I can listen to Migos, and I can listen to Nicki Minaj, and I can understand that that's a fantasy world that they're painting for me. Like that's fantasy. But most people don't have that mental uh, capacity to distinguish yeah. between fantasy Absolutely. and reality. Like they don't have that. Um, and so they think that's how they're supposed to live. I'm supposed to walk, walk around with my tongue hanging out. Um. I'm supposed to walk around and and and, and just look a uh, just look a hot mess. And I I know some women out there say, well, I can wear whatever I want. Yes, you can. But there's also a time and a place to do certain For things. Everything. Right? As a as an educator, I can tell you, I've taught high school. I taught high school tenth grade for a couple of years, and I see these young girls and how they how they imitate these celebrities. And it's sad. It, it's really sad. Uh, the, it is I very the, sad. I get the ripple effect. So while these celebrities are making their money, I'm dealing with the, the effect of what they've done and, and their mottos and, and their motto of live life to the fullest. Like the, you, you're teaching this to a freaking 16 year old. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't, absolutely. Who, who, who doesn't even know sight words? Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. And so when I see things like this and I and I hear it, yeah, you know, you're, the person is making their money, but at the same time, you're also destroying a community that I'm trying to teach and trying to inspire. They don't want to see anybody like me. To them, I'm basic, you know. Mm -hmm. I I have a, I have a natural hair. I dress professional Monday through Friday, and I <laughs> right <laughs> Monday through right. Friday. I I will admit I like to go out and have fun with my husband on the weekends, but. Monday through Friday, I dress business, casual business, professional. And they see that and they, again, they think, oh man, miss, you're basic, you're basic. No, I'm just professional. I have a job to go to, you know. Right. Um, but um, it's, That's it's, most it's sad. It's, it's really sad, you know. Um, I, I just, agree. I just wish that we can do be better, better uh, mentoring. But yes. like I said, yes. that goes back to, to the, to the self-value and self-worth of who, who these kids' parents are as well, you know? Yeah, but, but also there, you know, we have parents who are allowing for the media to, to parent. And that's where it kind of becomes an issue because like you said, there are things like um, that they're, they're implicating, they're touching their vagina and they're touching on their breast and, you know, different things like that. But if, you know, there's not a parent or parents or guardian, whomever to expose them 
before they they are exposed to these things in the media, um, that then becomes their example. That then becomes their standard because you have not taken the initiative to get in front of them and let them know, hey, you know, this is what sex is about. This is what, you know, your breasts are. This is what your vagina is supposed to. We are not having those conversations anymore. And I am not a parent and I know this for a fact. So, so these are things that need to be an emphasis needs to be put on this within the home, because I don't think that parents take it seriously, especially within the black community. We let the video games, we let Halo, we let, we let, um, uh, 2K, we let all of these different things grasp the minds of these children for hours and hours out of the day and then send them off without any type of knowledge or wisdom about how to navigate and combat the things that are shown on on social media and in these music videos and everything that you mentioned so I definitely do think that that's important because it's not it's definitely the amount of parents that are doing it in this day and age the numbers are declining each and every day they're declining Mm -hmm. and correct Um, you did mention a great point about parents, um, you know, not uh, some parents, not all, but, you know, parents not teaching uh, children certain aspects of life and uh, such a self-value. And one another that kind of make, moves me into a, a different issue is because, you know, most most of the times in the black community, what are our, what are our parents always doing? Working, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we, we're, our parents are constantly working. So therefore, Who's home with our, our sons and who's home with our daughters? They're not, no one's home with them because we have to, we have to work um, because we have no wealth. Yep. We have not generated wealth to be home by 4 p.m. Yep. Some of us haven't, you know, so therefore what, what happens when your 16 year old daughter gets out of school at 2.30 and mom and dad are not home, you know, and there's no one to say, uh, I was personally, I was fortunate enough to have my mom home. You know, my mother was home and my dad, he made, he made a, m- more than enough money, you know, to support a family of five. Like he made more than enough. Um, mm-hmm. But most, most, most kids that I grew up with didn't have that, that luxury that they didn't have that gift that of, of both of, of a parent being home with them. Um, and so you, you, you're right, but we haven't generated enough wealth. So mom and dad have to work 12 hours a day. And then when mom and dad comes home, they are, they are tired. They are tired. Um, they can probably barely get up to enough to cook a, a meal for their child, which I know that they are cooking, but they're tired. They're mentally tired. They're mentally and, and physically drained from the hard right. day of work. And, and, and so, you know, it, the, there's the quality time with the child to teach, especially a teenager, you know, to yes. teach them their self-value and self-worth and, you know, what's and monitoring the child, monitoring, you know, making sure be up in their business and see what they're doing, you yes. know, and, you know, and, yes. and, and you know, some kids, you know, they want to be friends with parents. Let me tell you so what my mom and dad are always say, this is one friend you will never have. Period. One thing they've always told me: This is I'm Period. one friend you will never have. Ever. And, and like I said, that, I did that have... mindset is definitely not. It's not like that anymore. No, and you know you got to remember now. I'm a I'm a '90s baby, so you know it's right. Uh, yeah. The parenting made was a little bit different in, in 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 my back in my day, but but still, I know there's still parents out there who do who are in their kids' business, yeah. and you know kudos to them. But then there are all those parents, like I said, that, that they, they have to work. And, you know they don't they 
they can't be home with their kid 24 7 they, yeah, they, they but can't a lot of it a lot of it also has to do with them just just assuming well my baby would never my my layla would never I, I my, my brian would never okay well let me tell you something your layla and your brian they they would if you if you had access to these social media accounts and you know my mom was very big on um yeah on having access to my social media just because of the day and age that we were living in then rapists um different child molesters things like that so hey we're going to give you leeway we're going to give you access to these things but at the same time I'm going to be monitoring what's coming in and out things of that nature um, and I remember Absolutely. I was way too young at a point in time and somebody like way older than me had messaged me and she saw it and she she took that phone and she messaged him back and hey this is her mother she is da 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 years old why are you and while <laughs> at the time I did feel like that was so extra but no. I was not mentally mature enough to know how to handle a situation like that at the age that I was. Correct. And I guarantee you that there are many situations like this going on in Layla's and Marissa's phones, but we don't have parents who are aware of that. So then Layla and Marissa engage in conversations with these men who are, who are ages older than them. Mm-hmm. And the parent oftentimes does not mm-hmm. find out until the child has, has been sexually active with the person who is much older than them. And this case has to be taken taken before a judge or unless the child has been harmed and at that point it is far too late well it's I mean technically speaking it is far too late because the act has already been committed to speak up about it so that is why I want to emphasize parents you know being on top of taking responsibility with these devices and things because these kids are not just on there scrolling on Instagram they're not just on there playing Mm -hmm. fun running or or whatever the heck y'all think is going on you need to be more aware about the things that are coming in and out of these um these devices and if you 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 know you don't have the time to do that or for whatever reason then maybe consider you know your child may not need a device if it can't be properly monitored because I know that children are not mature enough to say hey I'm not gonna if if this ad pops up I'm not gonna click on that I'm not even gonna look at that or if if Mm -hmm. someone sends this to me I'm not even gonna interact with that a lot of a lot of children are not going to react in that way they're going to engage especially if you as a guardian are not doing what you're supposed to do and informing them within the home about the things that they're discussing with their peers correct and you know there's and there's so much negative activity on social media and I can tell you that like going back to our self-value and our (laughs) self-worth I guarantee your your child is going to see something that is going to what have them question themselves and what is my place in this society? You know, in the, in the society where racism and colorism is, is prevalent and your child is going to be exposed to it, whether it's on, in, on TV, whether it's in the music or whether it's on their social media, they're going to be exposed to it. And that's why I said earlier that it is so important that we, that we teach our children, our, our upcoming kids about self-value and self-worth. You know, and, 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 and tell them that, you know, there are going to be people out here that is going to do everything they can to break you down mentally, mentally, because that's the that's that's the power when we take control of the brain. You ever heard of someone declare brain dead? That's that that's that's the key is the brain. And if we can if I can mentally take over your brain, then I got you. And that's why I, I said earlier, you know, when we when we teach self-value and self-worth, we are a powerful people. 
Yeah. But that's something we have to learn as a community. We have to learn that self-value and that self-worth. And we have to keep, you know, teach. It's a, it's a constant reminder. You're this, you're that. You, you're a powerful person. You're going to be that business owner. You, you're going to be right. that attorney. You're going to be that, 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 that doctor. You know, you, you're going to be somebody great. You're going to inspire change in your community. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe with people who, who get out there and preach about um, black excellence, who get to, people like you who get on a podcast and people like me who get on, uh, who start writing. And people like even Boyce Watkins and, and Lisa Nichols who get on YouTube and speak about it. It's, we may not can't change the world like Tupac said, but I guarantee you we can spark the person who will do yeah. it. We will reach that person who can do it. Most definitely. We just gotta we just gotta get that message out there. You know, it's it's gonna take it this is this is something that can't be accomplished in. Black black a powerful black community cannot be achieved in four years. This is gonna take generations. Yes. We gotta carry on the torch. We gotta carry it on for the next generations. You and I, we're we're picking up from my parents are 70s babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And so I'm picking up from them. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm watching how my, my parents carry themselves. And I'm getting up to the age like, yes, that's what that's what I'm trying to get to. You know, so when my parents pass away, I can carry that torch. And when I have children and my children watch me and I'm setting these examples for my children and I'm teaching my children and my and my husband, if we if he has a son, my husband has a son with me, he's going to teach his son the same thing. Right. He's going to teach him about black male leadership, you know, you know, being that powerful black man and you, you giving back to your community. It's all about helping your community exactly. and your community better. Because, exactly. You know, as we unite, we, as we unite and we come together, I'm telling you, do you know how powerful it is? Look how much these is the, the institutions that what I mean by institutions that, that have been set up designed to destroy the black community. Mm-hmm. The, all these efforts that have that have been made to destroy the black community. Look how much it's taken for them to do. Do you know how much we can do if we unite? Yeah. We <laughs> Oh my goodness. The change would be epic. The change we we talk about uniting, we talk about unity, we talk about um working together as a team and the black community and all of this black lives matter and we go hard about things like that but as far as building each other building the community up as a whole i feel like we lack in that area we lack in the area of support we lack we're spending at you know we're spending at the big dollar stores instead of saving our coins and putting it into um investing that that money into black businesses and then we want to we want to talk down on black businesses because they're unprofessional they're unorganized and they don't move as swiftly as um, the top dollar companies and things of that nature, um, which is totally fine. You know, your opinion is your opinion. But at the end of the day, if we're going to move towards change and if we're going to if we're going to advocate change, you may you may have to experience a little bit of unprofessionalism with a black business, you know. But guess what? You can critique that black business. You can maybe offer a word of advice to that black business owner. You know, these are things we're if we're all truly trying to work as one and and glorify this big unity topic then why instead of instead of building each other up and encouraging we would rather bash we and we're so um we're so comfortable selfishness selfish selfishness selfishness and we're we're very comfortable when you were speaking about um you know just being willing to kind of 
advocate and make a change as far as um, the things that we value and things like that. We are very comfortable. Um, we're, we've been doing this, you know, grandpa been doing this for how many ever mm-hmm. years grandma been doing this. Now this is just what it is. And we are comfortable. And a lot of people are okay with being comfortable um, or at least they feel like they're okay mm-hmm. with being mm-hmm. comfortable until something happens to where it's kind of like, man, I need to find, I need to get my hands in something else. I need to, I could be doing this. You're so right. You are so right. But but then, (laughs) you know, we start doing it. Okay. A little child, a little turmoil comes and then, okay, I'm back being comfortable because this is what's been working. That is not, that's not a recipe for change. That's not a recipe for successful change or successful unity within the black community. It's not going to work that way at all. It's not We'll we'll be stagnant forever. Correct. I agree. Um, and going back to uh, what you mentioned about being comfortable, um, matter of fact, like I said, this journey of adulthood for me has been a challenge um, because, um, you know, I, like I said earlier, my dad is an attorney and that's what he he wanted for me. And when, But when I strayed away from that, he he kind of got scared because he's like, oh, my gosh, what is she going to do for money? Because an attorney is a is a very prosperous career what is she going to do for money she's not going to be successful so he was he was afraid mm-hmm. i i got my degrees i have a i have a bachelor's in english and like i said i taught um i have a master's in uh career education and as of and i just earned my um education specialist degree in curriculum and instruction and now my father is seeing like oh my gosh i you know all these years i thought that she you know she wasn't going to make you know that much mm-hmm. money and look at her now, she's shining. And you, and you know, it's, it's that, like you said, he was, he thought that because he lived a comfortable life and this is how he is, that I should do the same thing. But when I veered off that path, he got scared. And that's the same thing with me. Um, when, I, when I stopped teaching, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, I need to figure out a, a plan. And, and that's what I did. I figured out a plan. I had to move out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I did start the business. I didn't know anything, but I, I read, I researched. And like I said, I was getting out of this comfort zone. I, I applied to uh, jobs that would still allow me to serve people, but would still allow me to work on my business because my goal, my ultimate goal, again, is to go into business full time for myself. You know, we, you want to get off this corporate plantation. You got to get off this corporate plantation. Right. The, your only goal to be on this corporate plantation is to save money save, save, save your money. You save your money and you start a business or you invest. Yes. You become, yes, because being a business owner is not for everybody. I just recently heard that people are feeling like millennials are trying to force being a business owner, force the entrepreneur, force the boss chick, boss, sir mentality. And I'm going to just be quite frank with you all trying to just um, hop on and sell these eyelashes and bundles. And you don't have any type of, <laughs> of vision or direction, it's not going to get you uh-huh. anywhere. Anybody can throw a website yeah. together. Anybody can get a logo made and say, "I am an entrepreneur." But if that is not exactly. your, if that is not your calling, if that is not your path, everything that you are doing for that quote unquote brand and business is being done in vain. You need to scale back to the drawing board. You need to evaluate your interests. What gets you excited? What gets you pumped? What are you not bored doing that you can do for a consistent amount of time? That is what you need to have your hands in. Not what is making Shay Shay her money. Not what's making Kiki her money. Because that is not what's for you. A lot of this, a lot of what's going on has to do with everybody being focused on what everybody else is doing. 
is doing. Yes. You have to figure out what is what is your passion. We all have talent. And you know what? Um, it, it, it took me a long time to figure out what my talent was. And that's perfect. I, that's perfect. Oh, my fine. goodness. A lot of people, we want to rush. We want to we want to be on the top the next day yeah. so the fact that you say that that's dope because that that's fine it, if it takes you two years to figure out what gets you excited that's fine because that is what's going to be the most productive thing for you going forward you'll never run dry no you won't you will not I when I was in um undergrad like I said like you said you, you're running to follow people oh I was I was this um what was I I was this pre-law major um I I became a, a I think at one time I think I was doing like food science and and I and it got me into so much academic stress it it got to the point where I had to I was on second academic suspension and you know when you're on second academic suspension you have to set out for a semester mm-hmm. and so that semester I said what have you done what did you do wrong Ashley what did you what did you do and I followed the crowd I followed the crowd and I thought to myself that that time that I had to set out and I had to work a dead end job at J.C. Penney's. I said, what was it that you were comfortable doing? You loved. No, not comfortable, but you loved it. Writing. No matter what it was, I love to write. And I forgot about that. I forgot that I was I was a great writer in high school. I can I can write up on an imaginary story so quick. <laughs> it, it it was I had a, I knew that was my gift. I love to write. I love to dream and and put my dreams on paper, mm-hmm. and, and and it turned into a phenomenal story. And so that's what I started doing. I got myself back up into school. I went to the English department, and you remember when I when I said it takes us uh, to, to to help each other. Yeah. There was this my 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 the chair. I will never forget her. Her name was Yakani Kemp, and she was the chair of of um, the English department. And she said she said to me, uh, "How you doing?" I said I'm doing great. You want a major change? You request a major. Say yes, ma'am. She said, "Let me see your tr- transcript." And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. My GPA was a one point seven. And she told me, she looked at me and she said, um, you know, I'm not going to let you in. You, you know, you know, I'm not supposed to let you in. Right. You know, I'm not supposed to do that. So, yes, ma'am, I understand. But she said, it's something about you. I can't put my finger on it, but it's something about you. I'm going to let you in. I'm going to let you in. All right. And that semester, I didn't make the best grades. But I made a 2.1 that semester. I can tell you that. Okay. And I brought it back to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, good job. Good job. You know, good job. That's all she said to me. And a two years passed. Two years passed by. And I was I was making the grades now, y'all. I, now it's from, from 2.1s to 3.0s to 3.5s. Yeah. Now I'm taking classes yeah I, i'm getting the hang of i'm going to school mm-hmm. the heck with this party man i'm trying to graduate yeah and then i and then you know it comes time for approval for graduation right mm-hmm. and i take it to her again and she looked at me and she looked and she said i knew it was something about you i knew it I, at that time she said i just couldn't put my finger on it. 
but she said, congratulations, you approved for graduation. But do you see how that lady had to throw away the rule book because she believed there was something about me? Exactly. She believed in me. She knew there was something about she. She just knew I just needed somebody just to just to give me that push. Yeah. And she was the one that gave me that push. And that's what I mean by coming. To, that's what I mean by coming together in the black community. Because if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have been an English major. Right. I would have had to probably wait a couple of more, maybe a couple of more semesters. But she saw it. Mm-hmm. She saw the determination that I was going to do something great. Yeah. And because of her, and I owe it to her. I was able to get my English degree and move on. That's move awesome. on to the next level. Right. You know? Yeah. And so that's what it means by coming together, like you said. And and me realizing, like, okay, now I know what my what my what my thing, what my thing is. I got my niche. I know what it is. I'm good. I'm good at writing. Now let me go teach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see how you're still young? Yeah. <laughs> let me go teach you a little bit. And that's what I did. And then you know, I grew in my passion of teaching. Like I, I these, these these kids. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, now they have <laughs> these teenagers that they they're a little crazy. But you know what? They taught me. They taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. They taught me patience, and they taught me how to have fun. That's awesome. Patience and have fun. And I learned this from my teenage teenagers. A teenager had to teach me, Miss. Come on, now you gotta have a little fun every now and then. And he was right. Right. He was right. And when they would get on my nerves, I said, I got to have patience. You know what that patience was teaching me? How to be patient with myself and how to be patient with the world. Mm -hmm. That's what these students, that's what I took away from those kids. And I taught them a couple of things. Now these kids, now these kids, they've grown up now. They they don't went off to school. Some of them have started the business. Some of them are investing their money because they was good at flipping money. Now, I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) They were good at flipping money. Um, they're good now. And, and they all, they all said, thank you because of you. I was, you, you inspired me to do this. And now that my, 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 um, my calling and teaching has ended for with, and with high school, that is, I'm still trying to teach a little bit, you know, trying to teach my community, mm-hmm. you know, inspire, but that part has kind of, that, that, that part has ended. You know, I can move on to other things, right? you know, now I can reach a more range of a of an audience, right. you know, with my writings, hoping hoping to touch somebody, mm-hmm. you know, just to spark that interest. And and maybe someone needs to read that blog post of self-worth and self-value. Yeah, most um, definitely. And, and, you know, the corporate plantation, maybe someone needs to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, if, if, if I just touch one person, I, I'm glad I, I'm able to do it. Yeah. I'm glad I'm able to do it. We <laughs> we don't have a lot of people who are willing to share the knowledge. We have a lot of people who get it and who want to sit on it because we want to show and we want to find that we're better than the next person. We're one up mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And that's also something that is causing us to be stagnant within the black community. It's so much competing going on. It makes me sick. Like, <laughs> Like, I, I am such a, it's a big competition. The only person that you should be competing with on a daily basis is the person that you were the day before. I don't understand how you can get up and literally be so obsessed with another individual. Like, it's like when I say obsessed, people get up. The first thing they do is pick up their phone and go look at people's social media accounts. What has somebody posted? Instagram, Twitter, (laughs) Snapchat. What has somebody posted from the time that I was asleep to the time that I got up? Um, 
you know, and that's cool. That's if that's what you want to do. Keep up. Yeah, that's cool. But if the if your motive and your whatever your intent behind that is, you're trying to keep tabs on somebody, and you're also taking that and you're comparing that to what you have going on, you're forever mm-hmm. going to be stagnant. And that's also it's it's a way to make yourself more and more complacent because that's their situation and that's only what they are choosing to show you you don't know that's what they're choosing, yeah. you you don't yeah. know what what's really going on behind closed doors everything may look a certain way and that's why we have to stop being so naive like there are so there's this this episode honestly could be like i don't know like five hours long because there are just so <laughs> many things that are wrong in so many um, different mindsets that need to be corrected. But um, I just hope that this episode, it, it, it wakes some people up. But we are naive as a, as a community. We, we, we yeah, fall we for anything. We believe anything. That's how all y'all get scammed by the uh, M. Scott people who, who yeah, are taking your money on the follow train. Like, you know, we are mis- <laughs> and, and, and instead of trying to take <laughs> the proper steps to generate the, the proper wealth and generate wealth the right way, we want to take the quick way out. The Bible say yes, quick money ain't good money. Pick up your Bible, read your Bible. Right. You'll find it out in the Bible. And, and one more thing. Well, like you said about that M. Scott, do you ever notice where those Amscots are placed? What what oh. areas in the community oh. are they placed? Oh yeah, they, again, yeah. Going back to the wealth, going back to wealth, yeah, and going back to instit. Uh, this is a financial institution too. They know that us as a black people are struggling for money. They know we should, and they would hey here, come come get this, and we give you this for some money, and they and they bind you in these financial agreements. And, and then, then now you're stuck. You're stuck back to what you borrowed, borrowed. because you, you know and also because you didn't know how to read what the heck the what you agreed to. So oh, yeah, now that's a, <laughs> that's another that's another topic for another day. <laughs> and my grandma always saying, "You want to hide something from a black person? Put it in the book. Put it in a book. Okay. And that's put it pretty, in a book. It's funny, but that is pretty ridiculous. That that is even is an analogy. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Honestly, we, we have to do better with putting an emphasis on the importance of education. It is yeah, becoming yes, it is. so lackluster. It is becoming piss poor. Students are so unmotivated. And it starts in the home at the end of the day. Um, and yeah. it's I, I'm not even a parent. And these things are evident and, and very apparent to me. It's clear to me that these things are starting in the home. You're sending KK to school and you expect her to come home with the good report but when every all y'all listen to is cardi b and i mean she she's not gonna be ready to go in the classroom and 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 be you know it's just y'all too she's always on the tablet how can she know how to interact with other students in the class how can she know how to properly communicate with the teacher and not give an attitude how can these things be done if it is not being taught in the home first education it's the importance of it is declining and i get it i get it i don't need a degree to be successful i don't need to go to college to start my business i get it but at the same time that has nothing to do with education you do not have to be enrolled in anybody's university to pick up a book and to learn you do not have to be enrolled. You do not have to be a high school student. If you so choose to drop out for whatever reason to pursue this calling or to pursue this dream, that does not put limitations on the amount of education that you are able to consume. 
That is something that we need to put more of an emphasis on within the black community. And I feel strongly about that because I love education. Now y'all can keep the test. I don't really care for the test, but I love <laughs> to learn. It, it it gives me a rush. It makes me excited. And it's just kind of like, I see somebody who like groggy and who is upset about school. And I'm like, how do you not like want to learn nothing like you literally you you if you and I'm gonna put this into perspective you can talk to somebody Mm -hmm. who is like that today and next Saturday ask that person what is something new that they've learned and they won't be able to tell you anything except new a new song a new song and a new dance or a new dance and I'm here to tell you that going a week without learning something new that that you know has something to do with ethics or finances or whatever your passion or calling is that is an issue that's a huge issue um it's not nor it, it's it's abnormal i'm telling you that there's something wrong and you should consider you know making a change you could you should consider getting involved in you know reading some type of blog ashley has given you guys information on how you can connect with that you should look into some type of um stocks investments learn put your time and your focus into something that is going to create positivity for you in the long run that's all i exactly. want to say exactly I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. You know, I and challenge yourself. You know, even if you say I'm I'm gonna read a page a day out of this book, you know, challenge yourself. Um, I know right now I'm reading this book um, called um, Bl- uh, Black Labor, uh, White Wealth by Claude, Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm. And you know, it's a long book, but I am challenging my, myself with my busy schedule. I'm going to read at least five pages. The least is five pages a day. I'm going to read. I'm going to learn. Yeah, I'm going to learn about what you know what what we need to do and what what why why is black labor so important to the American society? You know, you're going to be amazed at why black labor and how people have benefited off our labor. Right, you'll be surprised. Um, <clears throat> but again, I challenge you to to read. And learn. I don't mean read like <laughs> I don't mean read the shade room. I'm not talking about read exactly. the shade room. Exactly. Y'all know something. more about the shade room than you know black history. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's honestly ridiculous. Download some history apps. Download. You know, it's just all about the mental. And I get it. You know, a lot of these things stem from people being a product of a particular type of environment. And it takes a different type of mindset to to want to change and get out of that. I do get it. Um, some people, unfortunately, they they can hear this podcast. They can hear 50,000 sermons. They can hear 50,000 encouraging speeches and will still go back home and do the same routine because that is what they are comfortable with and that is perfectly fine but for the ones who who want to spark change and who are you know pumped about doing something different and and seeing a different result within the black community and I don't want to sound so negative because you know we are making strides we 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 are making strides um we are woke we are a little bit more woke than what we were we woke we are (laughs) you know we we start we are starting those companies we we i do see more black i think i mentioned this in my latest blog post we we are starting those businesses um we we are we are getting that message out there i can honestly say that but then again you you still have you know that that you still have a group of us that's just like, I don't care. I'm going to do this. I'm still going to do this. 
Um, I think I had, I think my, my latest blog post was, um, uh, dear black America. And, uh, um, I mentioned a couple of things such as, uh, we, we, <laughs> we would rather have more baby mamas and baby daddies instead of more wives and husbands, exactly. you know, like, and that is definitely, <laughs> you know, we're still doing that, that, you know, we're still doing things that we need to stop doing. We need to, we, I, I, um. I really spoke on trying to build a strong family foundation. Mm-hmm. I really did try to speak on that family because that right there, that family foundation, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's powerful. Even, even if you, you, even if you hate the person that you had children, with, even if you hate them, you are still, you, you have created a child and that child is looking at you. That child is watching you. Yeah. They're watching you and seeing how you the act. The both of you are. The both of you. They're watching this you. One. And they're listening. They're listening. And they're going to mimic the same thing in their adulthood. And that's how that nasty trend starts, you know. That's yeah. how that disgusting, nasty trend. And then the, the, self, the self-hate. the self that we what we just generate, yeah, you know, I I can't stand her. You get on my nerve, yeah. And then your kid hears that, and then your kid is going to say the same thing. And then when when they get older, and and that's, then you that's know, that's normal for them. That'll that'll be what's normal. normal for them. That'll and that'll be okay. And it's not, and it's not okay. But in there, it, but to not, them, that that was normal. That was routine. So this is all I know. This is what I'm going to practice. And you two, as parents, not being mature enough to communicate and to navigate through the parenting process is not an excuse for this child to have to go through that type of turmoil. Correct. I'm tired of that being being used as an excuse. Well, we don't get along, and we well, you know, this child they didn't ask to be here. So at the end of the day, you you know, at some point you're going to have to suck it up. You're going to have to, you find, I don't care how bad you hate the person. You can't interact with the person. You did whatever it took to, to have this child in this position. And so now we're going to be so deep in our feelings that we're going to take away from contributing 100% energy to this child's life. I'm tired of seeing it. It's happening repetitively. It's something that needs to be thought about and we need to try to change our mindset when it comes to it. Um, I don't know, just maybe these things, a lot of people are unaware or, you know, they just don't think about it until they hear it it, and it's brought to them in a different perspective. So I just hope that a lot of this content, excuse me, content has been useful um, and that, you know, we were able to get this message out and spread the word because I definitely do think that we covered a lot of useful information that would benefit the Black community as a whole. Um, We do need to, we, we, we do need to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, I just want to ask you if there's anything that you wanted to say, just a last minute message, any, any last worries that you have? Let me, let me hear it. Uh, Yes. Um, you are valuable. Um, you have so much to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, please do some soul searching and, and, and discover who you are and what your purpose is. And remember, only you can change you. Nobody else. You have the power to change yourself. And when you change yourself, now you can start to help others from your own experience. Okay. So I want everybody to stay blessed. 
and take care. Yes. And also, I'm going to leave you guys with um, affirmations to do for this episode. So, you know, in your spare time, if you have uh, five to, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I want you guys to write I will be statements. I know a while back we did I am statements, but let's do I will be. Um, if you are pursuing a, a doctorate degree, I will be a doctor. If you are pursuing, uh, if you're going after being a lawyer, I will be a lawyer. I will be an enthusiast. Whatever it is, write those things down. Repeat them to yourself. Um, you know, hang them up on a mirror. Hang them up in your car. And and so that you just have that motivation and encouragement throughout the week. Um, Ashley, if you do not have anything else to say, I would like to thank you again for joining me on this episode titled Living Color. I hope that everybody was able to grab something from this episode, share this episode. If you know somebody that could benefit from this episode, please do. Don't uh, forget to check the description box for Ashley's information and how to get into contact with her and stay in touch. If you do need resumes done, she does provide those services. Don't forget, visit her website. And keep in mind to visit www.dadcelest.com for all of your jewelry and eyewear needs. And keep an eye on the lookout for merchandise that will be coming soon. Thank you for listening you. to Celeste Speaks, <laughs> where real meets conversation. And until next time, we are signing off. Okay.